Broncos country. Let's rock. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the PA Turnpod, Rob and Joel. Uh, I'm Rob. He is Joel. With you, as always, this is the 129th installment and the first one in a few weeks as we are back from our uh, mini hiatus. Our, um, our schedule did not line up last week, and it's uh, so getting to that point of the year where it's really cold in the office here, so Uh-oh. we're going to do our best to get through this today. How are you tonight, sir? I think you're going to get your best. You're going to do your best <laughs> to get through this. I'm good. I'm good, though. I have a new setup relative. here. Yeah, right. Um, how about you, though? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm cold. The, uh, the dogs are going to walk in and out here and there this episode as I have the door open. Hoping to get a little bit of the uh, the heat from the hallway to uh, travel its way in here. Just have Benny sit on your lap. His body yeah. alone will warm you up. Yeah, then my legs will fall asleep. Then again, Hazel will be jealous and then you're just going to hear her like, Hello, how about me? Yeah. One of the uh, the most infamous ones on the podcast, I don't think actually came through on the audio side. Mm-hmm. Um, she peed on my lap. One of the first episodes that like we had her, she was in here and I picked her up and started holding her because she was like starting to beg for attention. Yeah, and I put her down. I'm like, that's weird. And I noticed there was just a bunch of uh, fluid on my lap, and I'm like, 90. But she's like, she was too young to get like periods and stuff, and she definitely didn't throw up, so it was definitely pee. So, fun <laughs> stuff. Good memories as we throw back on the yeah. podcast here. Yeah, it's all relative. Uh, we do have some news that you would like to uh, to share with the listeners, right? Oh yes, 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 yes. Um. We've been working on this. We've been saying this for like what 128 episodes now. Something I think like that. 129th episode. I can confidently say that we're heading in the right track and gotten further. With we're going to be doing some live streaming. Rob's been wanting to do the live stream, so have I. It'll be more interactive with the listeners here, and it'll be live streamed on our YouTube page, as well as if I can try to get it simultaneously on facebook i was thinking about that too i don't know how that works um if you're able to do it on multiple platforms but i think facebook live would be an interesting one because it also saves yeah and then you can go back and watch it yeah that's what i'm gonna try to do i have a dual monitor so i can like now monitor everything at the same time might as well use this relatively expensive built custom built pc to to, (laughs) to some good use finally but uh yeah that's gonna be the the new thing we're gonna try a live stream at least live stream at least once a week and then maybe yeah. like a regular stream like this one right here record it as well as we're gonna to try to get on kick it's like the alternative to twitch as well so we're trying to build a community spread our wings a little bit further out there but now is that kick with a ck or kick with just a k just a ck i remember the okay. kik good times. not the kik we're not uh we're not asking people's age sex and location on there <laughs> <laughs> or um I'm surprised meeting, you know that. Uh, I feel like that was more my time, not yours. Believe it or not, I that was one of the first apps I used to uh communicate with your niece. How dare you. Yeah. We uh I had a yeah, an okay. Android and she hated my green messages, as you heard in my vows. Uh yes. she hated the green messages. So we had to find alternatives. Wait, was that <laughs> was that part that I was holding covetedly on the wedding day? Was that the kick <laughs> message itself? No, that was an uh, iMessage on my uh on my iPod that I used to use iPod. So that's, that's pre-iPhone. Jesus. I had to down, I had to use my iPod whenever I was home because the messages just had to be blue. <laughs> had if it, dude, it's the worst when you have an iPod, iPad or iPod. Excuse me, Jesus, can't speak. But like you're out of service and it sends a green mess message. It says mm-hmm. text message. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Like what is this? I'm like, listen, service, internet, five G, <laughs> just kind of messed it up. Yeah. I do have a blue bubble for some reason. It sends yeah. it as green. 
Yeah, one of my friends works in Jersey, and he I think he works in like an office building of sorts. And occasionally, I'll send a message, and I'll be like, "Yeah, that's interesting." He usually, would respond pretty quickly. I'll go back and check, and it didn't deliver. And I have to send like a couple of greens. Then his come through greens. Like my bad, I'm in the middle of God, God knows where. Right. And I I feel bad sometimes when it's my fault because whenever I'm at like a Sixers game or a Phillies game, my phone gets no service. So God forbid right. someone needs me, I text something to somebody, it comes up green. I wonder if that's in every arena. Like they, it's just the Wi-Fi is just gravitated by so many people that you just it's can't a get through. Great question. So, act, believe it or not, I may be able to speak on this. Um, so, in San Francisco, I had no issues. Cleveland and Pittsburgh, no issues. Nobody was there. Um, actually, Cleveland, pretty packed considering. Um, Oakland. I, I don't think I had any real issues when I was in California, when I was at the ballparks and stuff, and then the Brooklyn Nets game I went to it was dead. Yankee Stadium, a little bit of an issue. Fenway, no problem. Yeah, really, it's just Philly for me. Mets? Um, that was fun, Mets? right? Yeah the, yeah, the Mets. I had a lot of trouble at the Mets Stadium, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, all my stuff I had to send after the game, actually. So that's a good call by you. I was able to post on Instagram yeah. because I connected to her um, hotspot. Clutch. Yeah. Very clutch. Very resourceful. Yes, right. <laughs> but yeah the, the, yeah, the Mets Stadium might have been the worst one for me, actually. But uh, most of the people I speak to or communicate with, excuse me, were with me anyway, so... It might get worse now if we go back to uh, Shea Stadium or whatever it's called now. Because well, of, that place is going to be empty now. Well, now it's going to be like a business park. You see the oh, renderings? That's right, yeah. They're, they're putting like an Xfinity Live type of deal, like times 50 around the stadium. And it's a park around it, too. I really? I know they're going to put like different stores and things like that and like bars. The one place I would love to go to, mm-hmm. and this is definitely on the list, maybe for 24 or maybe 25, is um, St. Louis. Um, really? They have an Xfinity Live type of deal outside of their stadium, like across from it, mm-hmm. and it's like twice the size of Philadelphia's. And Texas has the same thing. They have like Texas Live or something like that, or Rangers Live. And there was, uh, I remember doing the World Series, they showed the clips of the bar, and the place was huge. Oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, and a friend of mine also has been to the St. Louis one. He said it, it just blows Philly out of the water. Plus, the stadium's a gorgeous view. St. Louis is on the list for this upcoming year. I might as well just see when the Phillies go there. Golden Arches, right? Yeah. Yeah, you Is can the see the St. Louis Arch. Arch. Uh, I don't know if it has a name. I know it's the St. Louis Arch. All right, all right. I want to go to the Toronto one. Yeah. That yeah, looks we keep put, pretty good. I keep putting off getting my um my passport, passport or applying it. for because it's going to take a time. It's going to take some time. Yeah. yeah oh, you just got yours? Six to eight weeks. I did that in the middle of the summer. I just got it like a few weeks ago. Is uh is white the home game or is red the home game? Yeah, Red is home. All right, when do they go to St. Louis? This is riveting. <laughs> uh, they are in St. Louis. Are they not going to St. Louis next year? This is where the chat would come in like, what is this? Yeah, am I half retarded? What are we doing? Hi, here? first one here. Oh, second week of the season. No shot. It's going to be freezing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so literally like the third game of the year is in St. Louis. It's like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series. I, I can't do that. Oof brutal i would but going back to toronto i would like to do it two games in toronto i want one with the roof closed and definitely yeah. with the roof open that just looks a beautiful ballpark the, the thing about toronto is i feel like to get the full experience i would want to have one of the hotel rooms that faces the stadium yes. but i bet you they're like a thousand dollars a night hey you, you, you literally it. can you can open up your your i guess your blinds and see the stadium that's what gave me the inspiration. you're literally there i was like there was um ooh, yeah. i like i like this when I was in Baltimore, um, I'm trying to think if there were any other instances of this. I know Baltimore for sure. Um, all the rest are kind of on like Cubs. I think you can do it. Pretty with the much. Cubs. 
Cubbies you can sit across the street on the in the rooftop, I think. But Baltimore, <laughs> almost every stadium I've been to has been in like a, a parking lot island kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, at Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium, uh obviously the Phillies, the Mets. They're all just in parking lots basically. Um Baltimore, they do have a hotel right across the street you can watch the game. You can kind of see the game from. I don't know if you can really watch the whole thing, mm-hmm. but you can kind of see it from there. I think it's like a Hilton. Pretty nice. And is, I think Cleveland maybe has the same thing. Is there one in San Diego? Or is that just a uh, building that's just, they kind of use it? The electric San Diego's kind of weird. Well, that thing in left, I don't think that's even usable. I, I think like the team store might be in it, but uh, there's like skyscrapers pretty much like be on the outfield. I don't think there's anything you can see the game from. But yeah, Toronto's on the list for sure. Uh, especially because if it is cold out, we're just inside anyway. Hopefully. I would love to line up with like a Flyers trip up there. Like if the Flyers or the Sixers are playing there. Um, ideally, the if the Flyers play the Maple Leafs and then the Sixers play the Raptors and then I see like a Toronto Baltimore game or something. It'd be a fun little day or a fun little weekend. That wouldn't be bad at all. Yeah. The, the more I think about it, the less I want to go to a Flyers Penguins game because that's a long drive and the Flyers stink. At least for the, for the Pirates, the Phillies beat them once. <laughs> So that at least was worth it. <laughs> All right. We got some breaking news that happened earlier today on this glorious Tuesday. Yes. The Bills have fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, after a Monday night football collapse. Not even a is collapse, the, which is a brutal loss. Is he the one that was throwing all the things in the press box a few months ago? Remember there was like a clip of like a coach in the Bills press box that was throwing crap at the end of a game? Uh, I believe so. I think it was him. Was it during a win? I, I don't guess. know. No, I, I don't think so. I think someone just said it was like Courtney that was upset because I guess the quarterback just I'm not running your uh, play. That was the uh, that was the Pittsburgh game. Uh, Matt Canada was upset because uh, Pickett <laughs> called a different play or something, and it was successful. I'm sure it was. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the, Doe Brady is now the offensive coordinator for them. Yeah, the interim offensive coordinator. He was the I think the quarterbacks coach. Um, Fun little wrinkle. He was the, um, I believe, the OC or the QB coach for LSU, the year that they had that magical year with Burrow and Joe, uh, Justin Jefferson, and uh, like Terrace Marshall and Thad Moss and Jamar Chase. That he that great really? team, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So he does have a little bit of pedigree. He was with the, I think Panthers. he was with, he was with the Panthers briefly. Yeah, yeah, uh, worked out great there. Um, he was one of Matt Rule's guys, I think. He um, that was one of the guys Matt Rule plucked from LSU from the college level when he went to the uh, NFL. Weirdly now, enough, he kept Phil Snow, who was a terrible coordinator. What do you think of this move? Is it a panic move? Is it a scapegoat? Like Josh Allen? I think, yeah. I mean, great quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, I not think, anymore. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. We'll get to that later. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, he's dropped. The the mighty have fallen. If you're wondering what we're hinting at, the um, we will be uh, ranking quarterbacks later in the episode, a top 10 in like the 60% mark of the season, um, in addition to some MLB stuff. But yeah. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Powerful mm. arm. He just doesn't know how to like take some, he doesn't know how to give it some air. Doesn't like to like, he doesn't hone he it in. Zip it every time, every time he throws it. No matter if it's five yards, 10 yards, or 50, it's the same. Just gun it. And, and that was evident last night. Um, I think you might be alluding, to, you might be in the back of your mind, you might be thinking of the one play last night. He was targeting a receiver over the middle of the field and he threw it as hard as he could. The guy was open and he overthrew him. And I think it wound up being, I think, the second interception of the night that he threw. 
Um, or no, was it the fourth down play they didn't convert? There was a play in, in the second or third quarter where Josh Allen tried to zip a ball across the middle, like just inside the hash. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a receiver that was streaking across the middle. Luckily, the defense was in zone because nobody was really with him. And he zipped it, and he didn't need to because whoever it was was open. It might have been Gabe Davis. And was Gabe Davis. He, he missed him. And it either wound up being an interception or it was the uh, like a fourth down turnover on downside of a deal. I was alluding to like he was scrambling. He tried to dink. He was supposed to dink it or give it some air to Cook on the flat yeah. on the left. That's your safety blanket. Mm-hmm. And it bobbled. And I think that's when it got picked off. I think, or he just okay. dropped it. One of those instances, I saw. Well, I was like, Cook, oh, I don't know why they use Cook as a receiver. Was, I don't think he's that. Or Murray. Well, it definitely wasn't Murray because Murray would have dropped it. Well, he did drop. That's it. the one thing. That's one thing that team really lacks is a good receiving back. I know Cook has uh, potential. Maybe Fournette line. offers them something when he when he shoots up. I was surprised he didn't play yesterday, but maybe Fournette when he gets there is going to you know help a little bit. Yeah, he's been there for um, a couple weeks now, right? I'm surprised he hasn't suited up. I don't know why they didn't use him yesterday. He would have been great in a game like last night where it was cold and you could pound the ball up the middle. Especially when they took the um they put the training wheels back on James Cook after the first fumble. It was his first fumble since literally his first carry in the NFL and he was put on ice for the first for uh, like the full first quarter. Right. And Latavius Murray, who's got no burst left, he did score a touchdown for them. He walked in, but I mean Latavius Murray's not a bell cow. Not anymore anyway. There was a lot going on last. I I want to talk about that game last night. I thought Russell Wilson. Granted, I haven't seen a ton of Broncos games the last couple of years, aside from you know the primetime game last year, yeah. the Chiefs game a few weeks ago, and you know here and there on red zone. I thought he looked better, as good last night as he's as he has looked as a Bronco. I know that if you look at his numbers at one point, I think he was like eighteen for twenty two, or he was like twenty six for thirty, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he it was for fewer than 200 yards. So obviously he wasn't taking any risks and he wasn't really putting the ball in harm's way or really taking chances down the field. But I think I'd rather at this stage of his career with the players around him, although there are some explosive guys, Mm -hmm. whether it be Sutton or Judy or whoever, I think that honing him in a little bit and using him kind of like late career breeze, which is what it seems like Sean Payton's doing where he breeze. His problem was he couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards. Wilson is he probably can't throw it accurately more than 10 yards. He's kind of honing him in, and he's limiting the mistakes. And I thought he played a really clean game last night. There were a lot of yeah. throws that he made where I said, you know what, that is the right throw. He missed a couple guys. I thought there were a couple of replays they showed where um, he's either throwing it to the boundary and there's a guy open in the middle or vice versa, or he dumped it off when there was a guy open, or he just didn't take the dump off. But I thought there were a couple of plays last night where he just – it looked like he made the right decision. He scrambled a few times. A handful um, of times for sure. Yeah, he, he picked up a first down on a big scramble, I think, in the third quarter. He looked really good, and that that drive. I know you were asleep by then, but the, the drive that he led that um, that put them up by six because they bobbled the snap for the, it was tied in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. It was fifteen fifteen, and this is the drive that it was like an eight minute drive. It felt like I don't know. I don't know if it was actually eight minutes, but it felt like a long drive down the field. They went like something like it felt like a fifteen play drive, and they eventually scored on the. It was like a play action type of deal. Defender right in his face, and he threw it around the defender. I believe it was um, Javante Williams, and he walked in for six. I thought it was the best drive I've seen Russell Wilson have since he was a Seahawk. And I know he didn't do anything spectacular or flashy, but that's probably how they're going to have to win. Their defense is, like, fine. Patrick Sertan is obviously a stud. They have some good pass rushers. But for the most part, they're going to have to, you know, limit mistakes and take advantage of the opponent's mistakes. And it's the second time this year that we have seen the Bills on Monday Night Football turn the ball over multiple times and it's come back to burn them in a one possession loss on a walk-off none no less 
By the way, six walk-off field goals this week. Most in NFL history. Six? Six and five on Sunday, most in a single day. Wow. I mean, it was... I didn't realize it in the moment until they mentioned it uh, Monday morning on WIP. I mean, it makes sense because on Red Zone, it was just like electric. It's like every game was yeah, the, pretty much I think the, the, legit. The Tampa game was a walk-off field goal. Um, Arizona, Cleveland? walk-off field goal. Uh, yeah, Cleveland, um, obviously last night. Houston was? Um, no. Houston was a walk-off. That C.J. Stroud walking going down the field. And I'm forgetting one. I know that there are six. I promise you there were six. <laughs> oh, did the did the Raiders walk it off on a field goal? Raiders did win. I just don't know. Yeah, they did win. Oh, no, they won by four. Um, Nevertheless. Tell you right now. Oh, wait, oh, did the Se- Seahawks. Seahawks had a field goal to win it, right? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, Seattle probably. walked off on a field goal. Yeah, Seattle walked off on a field goal. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the Lions, not the Bucks. Oh, yes. It'll... How can we forget Dan Campbell? Yeah, the Lions kicked a field goal, Riley Patterson. Of course. The Texans walked it off. Um, Buccaneers did not walk it off. The Browns did. Uh, that was, Did the Bear walk it off or was that a mistake? No, nah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Don't show me Bryce Young highlights. I accidentally clicked a Bryce <laughs> highlight. I didn't realize there was one. <laughs> Dude, the Lions. I can't bro. believe that they put us through that game. The Lions game was incredible, by the way. I, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't. I was so busy during that. Yeah. I would catch a little bit of it. It was a fun game. But real quick, real quick. To finish off the the news. Yes. Oh yeah. What do you make of it though? Panic move. Oh, I think the I think the pro- I think the problem is is yeah. I think the problem is deeper than that. I think this is a we got to do something for the sake of doing something type of deal. Right. And I don't think it was the right move. I don't think it's a McDermott problem. It could be. I think the deepest problem for that team is when they lost. I know as Eagles fans we make fun of this guy a little bit, and it, maybe it's not this, but when they lost their their Josh Allen developer to the Giants, Brian Dable. Um, mm. It's been all downhill for the for the Bills since then. Uh, really, it's been downhill since 2020 for them. They blew the lead in 2020. They lost the game to the Chiefs in 21, that great game. They went to overtime. Bengals. Last year, they they didn't even show up against the Bengals. And then this year, they're, what, 5-5? Five and five? Like, five every five. year, they're... They have a 33% chance to make the playoffs, according to some stupid metric I saw on ESPN this morning. I, was telling I think it goes deeper. They got to find, like, I'm sorry, they have to find a real offensive coordinator, a real guy. I mean, because it seems like you're losing digs. He's in that. Um, so it seems like receivers go through the phases, like the phases of the moon. It's happy to be in a new place or happy to be here, flourishing with the quarterback, a little uneasy. I'm not getting the ball enough. I want to leave. And then they get to a new place, happy to be here, flourishing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It seems like he's close to the end in Buffalo. And I know when he flipped out on Allen last year, it felt like the end. But he's got his brother tweeting up a storm this game. He got oh, five targets yeah. last night. He got locked up by Sertan. It was rough. So I, I think the, the issues are going to run deeper than that. Stefan Diggs, you are a Detroit Lion. That's, that's bold. Do you think that McDermott is on the hot seat at all? Yeah. If they don't make the playoffs, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think the missing the playoffs could be the thing. thing with McDermott, though... Is he so respected by his players, and he's so respected by other teams? Is he losing a lot though? I, at a certain point, if you don't win, I feel like even if you are a good guy and you're maybe an above-average coach, and I, I believe he is. He's got a good defense, and he's he is a defensive coordinator at heart. 
and one of the members of the Andy Reid coaching tree, which we all know is a, one of the best. And the Jim um, Johnson one too. Yes, and I him. think that he could, you know, he very well could just go take another job in another place where another team fires their coach, and he'll be fine there. Maybe he becomes like, I don't know, like a, uh, he won't go to the Jets, but like a, a team that you know dumps their coach. Uh, maybe Tennessee. Atlanta dumps. Yeah, maybe Tennessee dumps. What's his name? Vrabel goes to New England, and takes over for Belichick when he goes to Washington. Arthur or, Smith. Or Artie Smith gets canned and goes works for FedEx, but. I, I think that wherever McDermott goes next, he would be good. I wonder if it's in the playoffs is the, look, you're not bad. It's just we're, we're not getting over the hump. Like, to make a change. The, almost like a Dwayne Casey type of deal with the Raptors when they were like, they were good, 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 good. Then they dump him and they go and win the, you know, right. the championship the next year. You know what I mean? I would give him an honorary ring for that. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, a coach of the year a week after getting fired. <laughs> right, right. But I don't know. What do you think? Uh, spot on, man. I, I agree with you completely. This isn't the move. I mean, week it's one. It's a move. It yeah. is a move. Sure. They, I, they think, it, I think it's definitely a step in a different direction. I, I like Joe Brady a lot, by the way. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit's big on him, so I'm yeah. big on him. Um, well, so this could be are, a, then it, sign me up. This could be, good for, could be good for Josh Allen. It could be. But the thing is, Josh Allen is the issue, too. I feel like he's yes, forcing I, too I, much. Like I agree. Like I said, he's... He doesn't know how to take some air off the ball, some zip on it. Because there's passes you throw, you don't need to just throw 100 miles per hour and fit through. Yep. It's not even a tight window. It's literally a wide-open guy. These it's receivers, just a window, yeah. <laughs> these receivers already have to, like, brace for the catch, not only the catch, but then a hit and try to make a play. And it's 40 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, right? And then when you're feeling the, the crunch and you don't, have to run, you don't have a running game and you're playing from behind, your offense is one-dimensional. And as great as he is, he can scramble and whatnot. You're passing, and you only got Diggs and, Ga- and Gabriel. And then Kincaid is sh- showing up for sure. He got a touchdown, but mm-hmm. he's he's a good player, by the way. He is. He is. I yeah. um, can't believe they let go of D- Dawson Knox. If not, then I guess he got replaced. Like he moved down the depth chart. Yeah, he's kind of just been moved. He, he's like uh, he got almost like um, uh, um what's the uh, like usurped kind of like yes. when Zach Ertz got kind of replaced by Goddard here. By the way, not to uh, not to cut you off because this uh, just ties into your point. Yeah, I'm going to read you names, and you're going to tell me what this is. Uh, in descending order, it's going to be Josh Allen, uh, McCorkle Jones, Jordan Love, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Howell. Uh, what did I just give you? Scrubs. That's what you gave me. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's selective statistics because Mahomes and Hurts are next, but um. Interceptions. That is a th- th- those are the leaders in interceptions this season. Allen has eleven. As soon as you Ma- said Matthew uh, hurts, yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah, you know. yeah. Mac Jones has ten. So does Jordan Love. Garoppolo's got nine, which is crazy because he hasn't played in like three weeks. Howell's got nine, and the Mahomes and Hurts each have eight. Stafford, Young, Tua Tagovailoa, Geno Smith have seven, and uh, the list. That's why that's selective statistic offering because if I would have read Mahomes and Hurts, it would have like completely like diminished. The significance of it, right, 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 right. But, but for the sake of uh, for the sake of a um, of an agenda, uh, J- uh, Josh Allen is the worst thrower of the ball in the NFL. He almost feels kind of like it's not as drastic, nor I don't think it'll ever be. Right. Although the skill sets are pretty similar, um, it almost feels like a Carson Wentz like drop off, and it's upsetting because yeah, obviously Wentz, you know, you can you know history may be different if he never got injured, but he was on a similar trajectory to what Josh Allen was. 
not maybe not as spectacular, maybe a little bit less careless with the ball at first, but yeah, I, all the arm talent in the world just couldn't figure it out. I see where you're getting at, but I would just push back on it with with Wentz. It's more mental, yeah, and obviously personalities. Like sometimes you don't mix. He wasn't. Josh the Allen's fit. A, yeah. He wasn't Allen's a better leader man. than Wentz ever was. Wentz was never the type of guy to be a leader. There's a reason he went to a, an FCS school. Uh, I mean, granted, Josh Allen went to Wyoming, but uh, there's a reason that Wentz went to an FCS school, and then the second he hit adversity, adversity in the NFL, he kind of crumbled. Uh, whereas Josh Allen has actually fought through adversity. He watched his teammate die, watched him get cloned, and then ruin the game last night. Um, <laughs> right. Another thing to point out at the end of that game last night. Yeah. I thought the Broncos I, – well, I'm sorry. I thought the Bills with the dumbest play call of the century. Wow. So I know you, you didn't see the end of the game. Um, I, well, you may have seen the highlights, but at the very Not end, obviously, yet. you have to be up early for work. Um, the end of the game, so the Bills have two timeouts. I, I, Broncos, I think, had two at the beginning of the drive. They, I believe, either got a punt or whatever. They got the ball in deep in their own territory. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The, the Bills just scored a touchdown. They put them up by one because the Broncos – it was 15-15. Broncos kicked the uh, – scored a touchdown, but then bobbled the snap on the yeah, extra yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the holder later in the game, there was some controversy with him. I don't know if I sent it to you, but um, the Bills went down the field. They scored. Uh, they took the lead by one because they made the extra point because they're fundamentally sound, evidently. Right. Uh, felt like a Bills loss because they lose those games. I bet the Broncos when this drive began, um, not to pat myself on the back, but uh, sometimes you just need to see the ball go through the hoop. Um, right. So the Broncos are driving. They're using their timeouts. They're being smart, whatever. Um, they're on, I believe, it like the 40-yard line. So they're like pushing field goal range. The Bills come, they send seven. Wilson gets sacked. All of a sudden, you're out of field goal range. What do the Bills do on the next play when they don't need to do it again? They do it again, and Russell Wilson, as smart as he is, just throws a YOLO ball down the field. It's underthrown, but it might have been intentionally underthrown. Receiver can't get it. He's impeded by the defensive back. P.I. Penalty. Ball goes into the red zone. And then, obviously, uh, they couldn't get the ghost of DeMar Hamlin off the field in time after a couple kneel downs. Um... 11, 11 men plus a ghost on the field. And, you know, they get the do-over. By the way, the holder for the Broncos, there's some controversy. They think he was using um, spider tack or what? pine tar to help to help with, uh, like, sticky stuff to help him hold the ball. There's a video of the, the holder, and you see this giant black spot on his hand, like a brown spot. It looks just like spider tack, which is the stuff that they banned in Major League Baseball from the pitchers because it was too sticky. Oh so they think God. because he bobbled the snap on the previous drive that he was using some sort of illegal substance to help him catch the snap on this drive. So fun stuff. But I thought that was a, that another point in that game where I don't know if McDermott's calling that or if it's DC's calling that. There's no reason to go zero blitz on when you already got the guys out of the out of field goal range. range. You just got to stop them short of the sticks, and it's either going to be they got to convert or they have to figure out a way to do it with no timeouts or – they have to kick a really long field goal, and I thought that was the dumbest play call of the game, and it was definitely a microcosm of the 2023 Bills because they did a lot of things right, and then they just made one stupid decision. Well, really two at the end of the game, but they make one stupid decision, and it almost walks back all the good ones they made. I can kind of relate to it. It sounds like how I it feel. sounds like my life, but still. <laughs> it feels like how I feel every Tuesday morning when I see my fantasy football score. I'm like, this fucking guy. Why did it I makes put you feel him? Any better. Why did I start him, not him? If I just did these couple moves, I'd be up three points. If I didn't, obviously I'm down ten. If it, it makes you feel any better, I'm in two dynasty leagues. My one, I'm killing it. I scored like 180 points this week. 
My other one, I'm pretty much forced into tanking because my quarterback in that league retired, and Matt Ryan. A lot of my other guys are kind of dying. I traded off Derrick Henry. I'm trading off Adam Thielen and Keenan Allen. Um, I, I have That's two, why you I have won't three. accept my trade for Derrick Henry. You know he's trash. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yeah, he, he's he's in Hamlin land soon. Um, I have um, I have three running backs that I can kind of cycle through, and none of them are any good. I have A.J. Dillon from the Packers, Josh Kelly from the Chargers, and Rico Dowdle from the Cowboys. And somehow, I, I love it's going to lose anyway. I somehow started the wrong two because Dowdle has 17 on my bench, and I think Kelly and Dylan maybe had as many as you and me on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. I'm I'm curious to see who picks up Derrick Henry when I drop him eventually. It's oh, you're going to drop I, I wouldn't drop him. If I've Do you have Tajay Spears on your team? Someone already picked him up. I would at, le- I would at least pick up Tajay Spears. Someone at least have like a, at least heads. But you, you dropped uh, Miles Sanders this morning too. Oh, I never picked up Miles Sanders. Never would touch that guy. Uh, maybe it was a different league. Oh, I'm sorry. That was my work league. By the way, I wanted to congratulate you. Um, I, I haven't spoken to you really like formally since Thursday. Um, but you had um, two fewer carries and more rushing yards than Miles Sanders did last Thursday. So I want to congratulate you on um, having more yards on the ground with fewer carries. You're a lot more efficient than him. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I've been waiting and, for someone uh, to I would like- notice. Yeah, well, you and I combined outrushed him. I want to congratulate Fireman Joe for taking his under on the season. Uh, Miles Sanders has like 200 rushing yards on the season, by the way. Just a total fall from grades. Shout out uh, to Fireman Joe. Way off track. Shout out. Um, well, that's nice that you're doing good in one and not the other. In both my fantasy football leagues, I'm five and five in both of them, and one of them no one I pays listen. attention, and yet I'm the only one that pays attention. I'm still five and five. It's I mean, uh, if, it, well, if it makes you feel better, I'm in two hockey leagues that I joined just because I wanted to do a league. <laughs> Um, my one team soft dump in the corner. Um, I think I'm zero and two, and I don't think anybody else paying attention. I just suck. Great name. <laughs> Thank Great you. name. And then my other league. Um, there's actually I don't know if it, if it still exists, but there was a team called Wheel. Um, I fr- I think it's Wheeling West Virginia or Wheeling North Carolina. Um, West Virginia. My team name is uh, their team was the Wheeling Nailers, and that's my fantasy team name in the uh, nice. in that league. But soft dump in the corner is my favorite fantasy name. That's of all a great time. name. Thank you. That's a great Bravo. It's also like a it's also like a hockey thing, like dumping the puck into the corner. Yeah, you, you can like you could softly dump it into the corner. Really, I, did, I, well, I don't really know. <laughs> I would think of icing if anything, something with yeah. icing. Icing on the cake. Yeah. Oh, there you icing go. on the Canuck. <laughs> the flaming sea. What is what is? Uh, I, I'm I, doing that icing on the flaming sea. Icing on the flaming sea. We we're gonna do hockey logos at some point this year. Um, <laughs> I already did that. We did that last year. Yeah, well, we're doing it. We're doing it again. I know them now. Oh, uh, come on now! <laughs> that was the highlight of all the that episodes. That was my we favorite. Did. That was like two in the morning on one of those late night episodes. We're gonna get back to um, that too because my schedule is changing. I'll be night shift. Yeah, now. we're so. gonna be right back to me waiting until ten thirty to get on. But I, in in fairness, you're also technically waiting up late for these. So let's move on to a different sport, I guess. Um, we'll we'll do a little bit more football in a minute. But um, do you want to jump in and we'll be free agency oh. while we have the chance? Yeah, I haven't followed this because I don't know if it started or so it's nothing usually the has first happened. domino, right? That's how it works. Yeah, n- yeah, nothing has happened yet. Um, today I think might have been the deadline to. Um, if it wasn't today, it's tomorrow. Oh, the deadline to either accept or re- or um or turn down the qualifying offers. All the big names are going to do it anyway. Uh, Nola turned his down today. I think Shohei um, did. Sunny, yeah, Sunny Gray turned his down. Shohei did. Um, so free agency technically, I think, opened last Monday. Five days after the end of the season is when free agency opens. 
and then I think you get um like two days to I, I forget how it works. The yeah. the first couple of days after if the season ends, I think the team that owns you can still negotiate, and then five days later, there's tampering left and right. All these guys are being tampered with all season long. Uh, David Sampson, who used to be the GM of the uh, the Marlins, he posted a video when um I forget what it was. I think it was 2019 of mm-hmm. Anthony Rendon. He kind of explained how it works. There's tampering happening all year long. So we have the the top. 20-ish free agents here. It's a pretty thin class this year. Yeah. Uh, pretty light. There's a couple fun names. Uh, we're going to predict landing spots and get almost all of them wrong. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, there are some Phillies rumors. The Phillies are still pursuing Aranola. Um, I believe um, Dombrowski hinted at going after Yamamoto, the 25-year-old pitcher from Japan. Gimme, gimme. Um, the, they are tied to, a th- was it Bellinger they were tied to? They were tied to some, oh, uh, Josh Hader is who they were tied to. Which makes sense, and uh, it's likely play. Hoskins is gone because uh, Harper chose to play first base. So right. um, the Phillies have main the four main free agents. They might have other ones. I don't know if with like Jake Cave and guys like that are free agents, but the four main Phillies free agents are Aaron Nola, Reese Hoskins, Craig Kimbrell, and Michael Lorenzen. Mm-hmm. So I figure we'll go right down the line here and okay. predict where they will all end up. Um, so Aaron Nola, obviously the big one of the biggest fish in the entire pond, uh, the biggest one in the Phillies pond for sure. Right. Uh, where do you think he ends up pitching? Um, presumably opening day or the second game of the season next year. Mm. The uh, the Yankees are apparently interested. Ew. Cardinals are the uh, the team that a lot of people have predicted. Phillies are still in, but don't want to give them two hundred million. And Braves. The, uh, the Braves, yes, which was the team I hinted at a few weeks ago. You did, and I unfortunately I think that's probably a uh, a likely landing spot. Although I, I have like... a different idea of what's going to happen. I think Nola is their. It's not their top pick. They're obviously yeah. going to go for the Shohei, maybe Yamamoto, maybe a Blake Snell. But if the money's right, yeah, they might go for Nola and just a stick it. Yeah. They're going to. I have them going after someone different. They're doing everything they can to stop us, even mm. getting Nola. And you're going to find out, Brave fans. Listen to me right now. Look, look at me right now. You're going to find out real <laughs> quick how frustrating Aaron Nola is, day in and day yeah. out. As consistent as he has been, only I think only one pitcher has thrown more innings than him in the last five seasons. That's Garrett Cole. And Nola, yeah. for all of his drawbacks, and I pick on him a lot because it's almost like my, picking on my little brother because he's annoying. Um, but still, feel I, I do enjoy watching him when he's on. But if, if the Braves collapsing in the playoffs the last two years, this is certainly not going to help them. Um, I mean, did you not see game six, people? Collapse. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. After and, one inning, collapse. And, I mean, let's not forget, I know they came back and won, but game one of the World Series last year, he gave up five runs to the Astros. So, um, so to answer your question, I'm thinking... There's one Braves. team I've thought all along he was going to go. I think I, all season long I've been saying he's going to be a Cardinal. I think he's going to be a oh. Cardinal. He just, he, yeah. he it, it, it just feels too perfect. He's he's a quiet kid, really humble, really he's good dude. Uh, he's a Southern guy, actually, which is why the Braves were kind of rumored. Um, he's a uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Went to LSU. He was actually at LSU the same time as Leonard Fournette and Mr. Simmons. If anything, he would go to Texas. Closer, no? I think, yeah, I think, well, I think Atlanta's the team that's going to pursue him that's closest to him. Okay. Um, I think St. Louis, though, is the most logical spot. They have money to spend. They have a team that's kind of older. They would like to reopen the window. He fits the culture there. He's a good dude. I think he's perfect for them. And he keeps um, the red and white theme going. Yeah, and I think he would look great in a Cardinal uniform. Um, 
And he wasn't have to shave his beard or cut his hair. So um, <laughs> Reese Hoskins, this is the most interesting, maybe in my opinion, free agent outside of the main top, like the top names. I can't even think of a team. I have a team that I I think is perfect for him. Well, to, this is your sport. This is your domain. Sure. Because I don't know who are the first basemen that are prominent around the league. I would like well, to say the Marlins. Well, there are not as many as there used to be. Marlins do have Josh Bell. They picked up his oh, option. That's right, Bell. Who I th- granted, right. Hoskins could also DH. So, and I think that's likely where he ends up. And Bell could also, when Bell was in Cleveland, he kind of split time between DHing and playing first base with Josh Naylor. So, it, the Marlins would be cool for him. I like that. I hate that they got rid of that GM, Kim Ang. It bothers Ooh. me to no end. The, the female GM, the first female GM, and. Already lost the job? She made Jesus. she made like ten amazing moves the last two off seasons, and they tried to hire somebody above her. And she was like, "You know what? Fuck that! I'm leaving." Good for her. Um, and as she showed, she's going to get a job someplace else. She, I would hire her here in an instant. She worked with the Yankees forever. Uh, Jeter made it a point to bring her in. Jeter was a <laughs> huge was proponent of her. And when the Marlins refused to sign to Castellanos when he wanted to go there, Jeter quit. And now the Marlins are trying to hire somebody above Kim Ang, and she said, screw you guys, I'm going home, like Good Carver. And it, honestly, she can go go, go get a job in Boston. She will build that team into a contender immediately. I swear to God, she... I think she's brilliant. And she made a, amazing moves, bringing in Jake Berger, Josh Bell, um, making the trade, uh, what was the trade last offseason, trading uh, Lopez for Arias. She wanted Justin Turner, they told her no, and you saw how that worked out. Uh, but yeah, Marlins, it makes sense for Hoskins. I have him, the two places I think make the most sense. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, before you were going to name your team, Yeah, are you seeing him go to a contender, up-and-coming team, or a struggling team? In, in I this think he's going to be somewhere in the middle, like a team that's good enough to make the playoffs, but maybe not a contender, but not a bad team. I don't think he's going to go like sign with Kansas City or anything like that. Cubs? Cubs would be phenomenal. I would love that. I have two teams that make sense for me. Right, shoot. Uh, one of them, one of them is the Seattle Mariners, who just released Mike Ford, who is a similar player to Reese Hoskins, and also San Francisco. I think it just makes perfect sense for Reese Hoskins. Capo not being there anymore, that means he won't have to play the outfield. So I'm gonna go. I think San Francisco is my final answer for him. I like San Francisco and Pat Burrell, former yes. Philly hitting coach. Love Pat Burrell. Uh, Hoskins, if you look at his numbers, very Pat Burrellish. Also, for what it's worth, he would look phenomenal in a Giants jersey. I'm going for the aesthetic here. I'm going. MLB is all about marketing, <laughs> even though they don't market anybody. Uh, the next two are yeah, kind of inconsequential players. Yeah, Christ, I don't even know what team I've he's seen on. more commercials um, of Shohei Otani than I ever did of Mike Trout. Yeah. I think Mike Trout Thank won a Subway commercial. I don't even know if I've ever seen Trout in a commercial. Oh, yeah, the Subway commercial. That's right. Subway commercial? I've seen Trout on Subway commercials and in Eagles games. That's the only time I see him on TV. <laughs> Yeah, a, a and take tell you what, uh, bet bet a tight end touchdown anytime Trout's in the building at the link. Um, I feel like Ertz tossed him the ball fifty times. He he scored. Uh, Goddard scored in the Kelly Green game. Um, all right, where do you think Craig Kimbrell goes? We can kind of blow through some of these too. Some of these guys. Craig Kimbrell, Kansas I, um, City. I, I don't give a shit about him. He sucks. I I got the perfect landing spot for him. Um, Japan. I don't know. <laughs> I got him going to the Mets. Um, Michael Lorenzen. <laughs> See ya. I don't know. Don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't really care either. I got him going to Cincinnati. Um, That's not bad. That's a you good. Know let's work. Let's team. work backwards. Let's go from the shitty players to the best ones. Sure. Um, so okay. the most intriguing non MLB free agent that isn't Japanese, Trevor Bauer. 
if he does return to the States. Obviously, he's kind of clearing his name little by little. It depends. Your opinions will vary on him, but um, he's doing what he can to clear his name. I think he gets an MLB contract. Who needs? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying Cincinnati because he had his best year there, 2020. I don't think they want. Him I think that's like a that. chance. I think there's a chance for him to rebuild his image there. If not there, I think he could end up going to like a um a team that has like a strong veteran presence. I think the Dodgers, obviously, they got hosed with that contract, but I don't know if they're going to want to bring it back. But you also got to think, think about they've... the appearance and the fan base and the stakeholders. Because yeah. this is a big name with some controversy. Obviously, he's cleaning clean yeah. up his name, but you're bringing in someone like that, you're going to raise some eyebrows around uh, uh, you know the what? office. Uh, and, uh, fuck him. Fuck him. Send him to Canada. Uh, Toronto. <laughs> they're forgiving people. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't watch baseball until October anyway. They don't even know who he is. <laughs> Um, I like that. Uh, uh, Rodas Chapman. Interesting. He's a fascinating free agent. I, I know I'm saying that about a lot of these guys. Maybe to me because I'm a nerd, but uh, most people think he sucks. He really had a, a renaissance in Kansas City and that was pretty good for Texas. I think he gets a chance either to close or be a setup man on a like an up-and-coming team, and I have a great team in mind for him. The Phillies. I would love that. Um, I have him going back to the Cubs. I think he Ooh. would be awesome there. I think he'd be, the Cubs have money burning a hole in their pocket, and they want to sign guys. I think they're going for the Shohei, um, honestly. But I think I think they're going to make a run at Shohei too. Do you think? Well, I don't know. Did he have a good outing as a Cub? Did they like it? Did, was he sad to go? Because like, well, he was a rental when he was there. That's what I'm they saying. got him like, knowing he that he was going to leave at the end of the season. He well, he helped them win the World Series. Oh. Jesus he he did name. burn out really hard at the end, but they got him full knowing that he was going to be gone after that half season. Well, he they gave up. They, back. they gave up some substantial. They gave up Glaber Torres to get him too. Imagine Glaber still being on the Cubs. Um, Justin Turner, he's a, he opted out of his contract with uh, Boston after a really good year. Dodgers, probably goes back. Dodgers be great. I am going to Miami. I think they're going to write the wrong. Um, Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> Jesus, who a lot of people agent? have kind of forgotten about. Yeah, wow. I think he signed a one-year deal. So a couple off-seasons ago, he was rumored to be going to Texas, and that would be because he wants to go home. All right. I don't know if that. I think he retires a Dodger, so I am also going to hope that happens. I'm very, very sad that I didn't get to see him pitch when I was in L.A. That was the one thing I was – I didn't care about any of that. I wanted to see Otani pitch, obviously, but I think he was dead by then. I wanted to see Kershaw pitch badly when I was out there, and I didn't. <laughs> we missed him by a day. Um. But I think he's a Dodger for life. He seems like an L.A. guy. I can't see him in yeah. like a East Coast city. He'll be eating. A I lot. can't imagine him in like a New York or something. Give me. I don't. Especially in the playoffs. God. All right. You can help me out here. These names. Yes. There's not a Houston Astro here, right? Uh, not on this list. I don't see one. I would say the Astros will go after him. Do you imagine the retirement home in the Astros with Berlander and him? That would be the probably the best collection of pitching in the bigs right now um jd martinez do you have any idea where he might go it's kind of a dh at this point had a good year with the dodgers but he was banged up a little bit is was he ever a twin i don't think so that's a perfect spot for him because he's a, all he does is hit minnesota uh i'm going seattle for him i don't have an idea where lord is goes so we can skip him if you want um <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna just say he maybe probably... he goes to is that the yeah, maybe he goes and plays with his brother in Miami. Who knows? He probably gets free so- just oh, send all the just it. send all the Cubans to the Marlins. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I don't even know where he would. He's probably the fourth or fifth best outfielder on the market. Somebody's gonna need outfield. Maybe the 
I don't know, the Rockies or something would scoop him up. But I think he goes to a team that's ready to win. You think he just goes right back? Just probably just like. I th- I thought about that too. They do have some young guys on that team between Thomas and Carroll. I think that him going back would make sense though. He's part of that nucleus too. I don't think you messed up. Yeah, they seem to like good. him. Yeah. He's just money. The question is whether or not they're going to splurge and keep him. Um, Teoscar Hernandez is probably the best hitting outfielder on the market outside of Cody Bellinger. Had a decent year in Seattle after being traded from Toronto. Um, I think he's going to get a pretty big deal, even coming off of a not-so-great year. Stay as far away from Philadelphia as possible. I got him in San Fran. I, I think say, San Francisco is going to go out and sign like three or four guys this offseason. He seems like a Yankee. Be interesting. Seems like a they um, good hitter. Um, Jorge Soler. Ooh, the former. He bought Pujols land a couple years ago. He was where Marlin? was he last year? He was a Marlin, I believe. Yeah, Philly killer, of course. Probably the Nats. Usually, Ooh. the NAs, the I, East I, I, stays I like within that. the East. Yeah, you know what? The, the East is very loyal. It's very interesting Probably how that went works. Right to the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, Brad Hand has been on all five teams. I'm pretty sure. Um, what? I have him going to the Dodgers. Jorge Soler to the Dodgers. That's if they don't keep Hayward and they don't keep uh, Martinez. Lucas Giolito coming off like an, a so-so year. Um, he was one of the guys that got waved by the Angels when we were in Philly <laughs> going to the game. Um, he was rumored to be a Philly at one point, no? Yes, he was. I think the Phillies were interested in him like two years ago. Uh, I have a good spot for him. I don't know. I got to get the Mets. I think they're going to sign guys too this year. Maybe um, something with that name in that in that marketing. Yeah, uh, Jamer Candelario. Uh, most people don't really care where he goes. I have, no idea I, I have him on here because he's a really good hitter. He had a good year for the Nationals. Probably should have gotten traded. Um, I have him going to the Yankees. They need a third baseman. I thought they you probably being... can't trust Lemayhu to stay healthy. I thought you were being funny. honestly. I thought I said calendar in Spanish. <laughs> Calendario. Um, Shoto Imanaga is basically the like the second best Japanese import this offseason. Um, when in doubt, just send him to Seattle. That's where they all <laughs> sign anyway. Um, but I do think Seattle will be in on him, and I think that's a good chance that there he goes there. All these free agents will be in Seattle, apparently. Or Miami. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus Stroman. This is a guy that I don't think people realize how good he is, but he is a very annoying little rat. He's a um, yeah, he opted out of the Cubs contract. I could see him staying there, though. Yeah, but I saw something suggested. Uh, yeah, he did. I saw somebody suggest a few days ago that he goes to the Diamondbacks, and I love that for him. I think it's a wow. perfect landing spot for him. Um, him and Gallon and Kelly, it's a perfect one, two, and three. I think that's – ever since I saw that, I can't get it out of my brain. So I have him going there. Notice how we don't have anybody going to the, um, the Padres because they cannot afford to pay their own players that they currently have. Right. So – uh, spoiler alert, nobody's going to the Padres in this simulation. They blew their load. Uh, Josh Hader. Yeah, uh, Josh Hader. Former Padre. Um, yeah, another former Padre. <laughs> if, I would go Araldis Chapman over Josh Hader because if you don't, if you remember, folks, Hader came from Milwaukee to the Padres and stunk it up. He had a bad year. Last year he was great, but two years ago he was awful. Yes, I mean, Josh Hader, I don't know. I would like him to be a Philly if we don't get a Rollins Chapman, but yeah. I don't want this team to be stacked with names, and then it's just all this expectation for just for us to do nothing with it, you know? Well, that's probably what's going to happen anyway. True, but, like, I don't <laughs> want that again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really don't. Just, meh. Uh, I've seen Texas as Giants? the main team rumored for him. Giants would be cool. 
Uh, Texas is the team I keep seeing for him. I think he's a Philly. Um, it's one of the few guys that I'm actually confident they're going to pursue. Let's check uh, uh, Bryce Harper. Let's we'll see what he says yeah, right. about Let's we'll see what he wants to do. Yeah, maybe Harper wants to be the closer. Um, Eduardo <laughs> Rodriguez, he was uh, he blocked a trade to the to the uh, the Dodgers in the middle of the season because he wanted to be closer to his family. Or, oh, I think he wanted to be up. farther from his family. Um, I have him going to Boston. That's where he had success early in his career. Um, I don't think many people care about Eduardo Rodriguez, but he had a really good year for the Tigers. Orioles? Orioles would be great for him. Um, I think that's a good spot for him, too. Uh, Matt Chapman, who is only good during uh, odd number months. Last year, he had like three really good months and three horrible months for the Blue Jays after they traded a lot to get him. Um, one of the best defensive third basemen in baseball. Sounds like Cassiano. Um, <laughs> well, aside from the good defense part, Pittsburgh. Oh, Ooh, uh, I got him going to Miami. Uh, Sonny Gray, who is probably the second or third best pitcher on the market. I'm going to Baltimore. Oh, yeah, that's where I think he ends up. Um, Braves? Jordan Montgomery, the Braves would be interesting. Uh, Jordan Montgomery got traded from the Yankees to the um, Cardinals. To St. Louis two years ago, and then traded from the Cardinals to the Rangers this past year, and has turned into like a really good pitcher, big game pitchers uh, at that. Probably a Matt. I think he stays in Texas. Houston? Oh, Texas. I think he stays with the uh, the Rangers. Uh, Blake Snell. God, you're all in on this guy. Um, I'm not. I'm I'm very little in on this guy to be honest with you. I think he's great, but I don't want him here, and I unfortunately think he will be here. Just go, go to Tampa. Right the wrong there. Go back, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the three best, uh, the three best free agents: Cody Bellinger. Oh, I would love him here, but maybe too. Looks like the Yankees. If uh, Hernandez doesn't go there, I think the Yankees. Yeah. He seems like a Yankee. I think. Um, I think he stays a Cub. I think they pony up the money and keep him. Um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yeah, they do. Phillies. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, I would love that here. Um, I unfortunately think he is um, Yankee. a Yankee. Yeah. I think they're going to be pretty hard after him this year. Speaking of Yankees, real quick, did you see yes. the. I didn't click on the link, but there's an article out here on ESPN. I had to screenshot it. Apparently, mm-hmm. Stanton, a, Stanton agent, warns free agents about oh, joining it's, the uh, Yankees. It's the same guy as uh, Yamamoto, actually. Really? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yamamoto and Stanton have the same agent. Oh, and um, well, did you see what Cashman said the other day? Cashman uh, pretty much said you, yeah, you, you pretty much have to approach the season expecting Stan to get hurt because all he does is get hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, is this a public way for him to coax Stanton into see. waiving his no trade clause so that they can move him, or is this? I don't know what's going on here, but apparently he shares an agent with Yamamoto, which is fascinating. And then uh, the the biggest fish it's in the, the history of ponds. Real quick, it's the opposite of yeah. tampering. He's saying, don't come yeah. here. <laughs> 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 They're going to ban this guy from the league. Um, yeah, and then the biggest fish. free agent, arguably, in the history of sports. Um, you can argue Tom Brady. You can argue LeBron. Lionel um, Messi. Yarmir Yager was a free agent at one point. Messi, yeah. Shohei Otani is God. the first time since LeBron that you could say the absolute best player in a particular sport is on the open market in the prime of his career. And this has the potential to be the largest contract in the history of Major League Baseball. With, I guarantee you, with plenty of incentives 
Yes. Whether he and, gets hurt or obviously he hits or pitches at a certain level. Mind you, so I didn't realize the, the obviously the international reach. So I actually underestimated the international reach that he has. You did. I know that he is like the Coca-Cola of Japan, basically. Like he is the biggest thing ever. When, when I was in Angel Stadium, I, and I'm not even joking, at least half the crowd was Japanese probably, or I'm sorry, some sort of Asian descent. I don't want to assume that they're all Japanese. Right. Um, some sort of Asian descent. Everybody was in an Otani jersey or shirt. There was a there were people in my section crying when he hit the grand slam, like literally crying, like like they just saw Jesus. And the 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 store in the stadium, the line was out the door. I swear to God, it was out the door into the parking lot, and people were just loading up on Otani merchandise. There's a giant billboard in right center field of some fucking cologne that he endorses in Japan. When you sign him, you're going to get a lot of money and a lot of fans. So yeah. where do you think it goes? So it's going to cost you something, but you're going to get a lot out of it. Ultimately, he seems like a guy that wants to get this done ASAP, quick. This business, get this out of the way and just yeah. not let it linger on. He wants to go somewhere Ricky where he's told, I really, I have no idea who his agent is, but the teams that I've seen tied to him, obviously the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs, Atlanta, um, and I, Boston. Philly on the outside, maybe, but I wouldn't be surprised. And maybe the Mets, but the Mets, I think, just said they're they're not going to pursue him. He goes to the I Mets. I think there's is yeah. basically Mike Trout on the East Coast. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I don't know what they would even do. They wouldn't have any money to spend on anybody else. Gun to my head, gun to my head. He's a Cub. Ooh. Gun to no, my I'd head. I'd love that. He's a Cub. I think the biggest missed opportunity on both parts last year was trading him and trading for him i don't know why the angels didn't dump him and i don't know why the orioles didn't go after him that said the orioles will not sign him i think he's a dodger Dude, you, I thought I'm like, which what, is what do you know <laughs> i wish uh, yeah i mean honestly i would love him with the orioles but you i don't buy know season tickets for the orioles if that was the case i would drive up every weekend to get the sunday package i think he's a dodger um it just makes too much sense even if he is open to coming to the east coast Boston, if they sign him, they'll trade him after three years. The Yankees will just suck with him anyway and probably ruin him and never let him pitch again. Uh, the Mets, they they would probably have him play shortstop. The Phillies would, they, Harper would say he's not allowed here. I would, I, I want to play his position instead. and um, <laughs> Or he'll just turn into a zero defensively. And then there's two guys, three guys that I think could get traded. Uh, Mike like, Trout I'll, I'll is pitch. one of them. Fuck that. Yeah, I'll pitch. My elbow's fine. Uh, Mike Trout might get traded. Do you think he gets moved at all? Certainly, certainly. I think yeah. so. I keep seeing a lot of like hints dropped around that him and Harper are cool, and he's going to be a Philly. I don't like it at all. Get him far I don't think away from be. me. I don't want. I'll, he's a Jersey boy. I like it. Home, kind of a hometown guy. Go to yeah. Pittsburgh. Go to New York. The Mets. I don't <laughs> want you in a Philly uniform. Yeah. Get good riddance. And they already doubled down on not trading Cassianos. Yeah, you already had. Uh, he would have been. Fielder. He would have been the guy to move in a trout trade. Um, I don't think he gets moved either. Juan Soto, do you think he gets traded? One thousand percent. He's a Yankee. I think so too. I think he's a Yankee too. And then Tyler Glass now, I think, is the guy that the the Braves will pursue. I think Fuck he that. is the guy they go after. He he reminds me of when they had Kevin Gossman for a year. Screw that. Uh, the Rays the Rays can't afford him. He's going to be making twenty million dollars. He's ninety nine point nine percent getting traded. I think he's the guy that goes to Atlanta. Fuck, screw that. Be a Philly. I would love that. I think the Phillies, if, if Nola leaves, they will pursue cheaper. somebody through trade. I think 
uh, mark my words, I think it's possible the Phillies make a run at Corbin Burns if he becomes available, which apparently every Brewer is available. So, um, speaking of the Brewers, yes, their former manager Craig Council goes and becomes the Cubs manager, largest contract in managerial history. Uh, Joe Espada becomes the new Astro manager. Dusty Baker retiring. I thought he should have retired a year ago so we could retire retire on top. On top. Yeah. Um, Carlos Mendoza, the new Mets manager. Um, I forget who it was on Twitter. Somebody I think, was it. Somebody said that he's one of the best baseball men in the sport, and that uh, they were mad the Yankees let him go. Uh, him and Rob Thompson. I forget who it was. Um, was it Pearl? Somebody on Twitter was saying uh, it was somebody. It was a Yankee, former Yankee. They said they were upset that the Yankees let him and Thompson both go. Uh, but he's by all by all accounts a really good baseball guy. Ron Washington gets another chance. He's with the Angels. I like that move. Uh, I love, love Rob, uh, Ron Washington. Stephen Vogt, the new Guardians manager, Tito retired. Um, and then announced today, Pat Murphy is the new Brewers manager. He was their bench coach. Pat Burrow, Giants hitting coach. At, um, at one point this offseason, nine of the 13 um, American League managers used to be catchers. Oh, shoot, yeah. And I believe it's nine out of 15 right now, which is crazy. Let me make sense. They're kind of tie and tie with the managers and the pitchers. I think catchers are the smartest players in, in baseball anyway. The you look around right now, there's probably like three or four that will probably be managers at the end of their career. I mean, Garrett Stubbs strikes me as a manager type. A fun one. Yeah. Uh, we have action at the center. End of the first quarter, Indiana get the Pacers up 6, 36 to 30 on the Sixers. Is uh, Joel Embiid playing? Yes, 14 points, four rebounds. 14 points the first quarter. This guy's fucking insane. All right, uh, you can take it away with the processing of the franchise. Oh, brother. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Sixers are 8-1. and one. Eight straight wins after the referees gave the Bucks, you know, a win. They should be 9-1, honestly. And Damian Lillard has not looked good since. Woof. Woof. Dude, Giannis had to drop 54 points against, I think, the Pacers and lost. That says a lot about 12. the Bucks. Um, there's seven wins straight after the trade. And what trade do you speak of? The system. James Harden. The boys look great, happy. Maxi is just ascending into a superstar. If he wasn't already, he's looking at like an all-star. Max contract, possibly. The future. They have already pinned him as the franchise. I'm here for it. I've called it for two years now. Maxi and Embiid, that is your two. That's your garden big man right there. Don't need a big man. Have you been saying too? You don't need a three. I mean, Harris is kind of your three, but you don't really need a max player as your three. Use no. a two, build around it on the starting, and then build in the bench as well. And they kind of have like a like a watered down version of that right now. Yeah, they have two great guys, and then like obviously T- Tobias is on a max, but you have Tobias, Kelly Oubre, Batum, Covington, all these guys that are just like solid role players. Yeah. Now, if, if they had a good backup point guard, then they'd be golden. But who knows? Um, as I mentioned, the system as they're getting traded to La La Land in the Clippers, they're zero and four as of Monday. They're on a f- Clippers are on a five game losing streak. Clippers, Rob. Get this. This is sad for you. Clippers are minus 67 with James Harden on the court. That is the worst on the team. He was a minus 28, I think, two games ago against, what was it, Dallas? When he ethered at halftime by the Dallas guy. <laughs> Luka? Yeah. 
Oh yes. yes well, yes, the, yes. Uh, the 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 analyst that said oh. you're not the beard, you're not the franchise, you're the problem, or something. You're not the beard, you're not the system, you're the problem. I'm not gonna lie. I watched that video maybe half a dozen times. It was. Oh my god, it's amazing. Somebody actually put the uh, the background music from Ether by Nas, and uh, and it's amazing. <laughs> nice. Um, it, it, I, Bally Sports took it down off of Twitter, which makes no sense. Too much traction. They don't want that. Yeah, I guess they don't want negative press. Rob. The Sixers are bankrupt already, number one anyway. in the East. Number they, one on power rankings, too. They've beaten the Boston Celtics. I mean, they almost gave barely. the game away. Yeah, barely. <laughs> but they hey, they beat a full-strength Boston team. They beat the Suns. Granted, not full-strength, but they beat the Suns in KD. They, and they beat Toronto. Beat Toronto. They really beat the brakes off the Bucks if it wasn't for the Zebras getting involved. Yeah, uh, the one game I think that they probably shouldn't be proud of, but I, I'm proud of, is the game against uh, Detroit. I think it was on Friday. Oh, recently, um, right? Yeah, Detroit is a team that they should beat by 30. Uh, they barely beat them, but I think that's one of those games you could point to the coach making a big difference because I think last year they lose that game. Yeah. And I think this year with Nick Nurse at the helm, they're going to win some of those games that they would have otherwise lost previously. It was it was a difference from not quarter to quarter. It was halves, right? Like the first half yeah, was the crazy, fr- and then second half was like, oh, this is the team the we're first, accustomed the, to. The first half felt like more of like a, a half of runs. Like, this team goes on a run, and this team goes on a run. It's, right. like, up and down. And then the second half, it kind of stabilized, and the Sixers felt like they were in control. And um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this out loud. Every time Nick Batum has the ball in his hands, I think he's out Horford. And I get really bad PTSD, and it really throws me off. And I'm glad somebody on Twitter pointed this out because I felt kind of rude saying it. <laughs> but every time I see him, I'm like, oh, no, what's he doing? Oh, ooh, he made that. And he's um, he's playing great. I mean, oh, he missed... Last game, he's. Personal um, reasons. I believe he's. I believe he's out tonight as well. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Personal. Uh, personal he is. He is dealing with something going on at home, or in his personal life. I don't know if it's at home, but something's going on at home, which is why he was a little bit delayed getting here. Hopefully, um, he's. He's. It's all going well. I mean. Yeah, I see him playing on. tonight. Uh, it looks like Covington is starting. Batum, I believe, was starting in Ubre's place. Yeah, he was. Um, Kelly, Kelly Ubre, by the way, get well soon, for the love of God. God. What the fuck? What can't go wrong with this franchise? Center City. What's Ridiculous. going on? I need, I need footage. I'm surprised there's no footage being leaked out yet. Well, I'm, I'm not surprised there's no footage. They're not going to want that out in the public. T- TMZ will get it eventually. Yeah, honestly. I hope but, they find the guy that did it because that person fled the scene. If you, if you, or girl. Been, Could have been a guy or a girl for all If I know. you have no idea what we're talking about, Kelly Oubre on an off night was walking down. What, Saturday night, right? I believe it was Saturday night. Walking down yeah. Center City. And then he was struck by a car, and then the car was a hit and run. Yeah. And then, of course, Twitter gets wind of this, and they basically screen grabbed somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody tweeted. Kelly yeah. O'Brien couldn't score X amount of points or whatever, and he should be hit by a car. Bum. Yeah. And sure enough, he did get hit. Yeah, sure enough, uh, yeah, house. For... Yeah, I, I, that sucks. Yeah. Not just from a Sixers standpoint. That sucks just for him. Especially because for him personally, he's on a one-year deal, bet minimum. He's not, you know, he's not eating tuna fish and crackers necessarily, but he is, you know, making less money than he thought he would have, and he was having a great year. And I really don't, I really hope, obviously selfishly for the Sixers, but also for him, I hope it doesn't derail his season and make he's it to the point where he's. Time. That's what they were yeah, saying. It, it's a fractured rib and some lacerations, so it could have been worse. They made it sound like this was like a big deal, whereas it sounds like it could be like a six-week thing. But or it could he, be the opposite. It could be worse than it is, and they just want to like say, no, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's possible. Really... Yeah, you never know. But uh, and beating Maxi right now, are top ten of the NBA in this rating system thing they have, mm-hmm. the F FP something or FPI or something like that, or sure. EPI or something. Um, 
Embiid is the second best player in the league behind Jokic. I believe Maxi's like sixth. Tobias, by the way, is in the 20s. He was ahead of Giannis last week. He's below him now, but he's ahead of LeBron, which is fun. And Oubre was, I believe, 24th on the list last week prior to his injury. Dude, you were out. Of, I don't know about you, but for sure, I was out on this team heading into this season. I'll watch because Nick Nurse, and we'll see how this goes, and I don't know how the Harden saga is going to play out. And obviously, within two games, we got yep. our answer. It looks fun. This team looks great. Yeah, I was out until the, literally the day the season began. I spent most of the summer not getting too invested. I was like, okay, cool. They brought in Mobamba. All right, Pat Beverly, what took so long? Kelly Oubre, okay, that's a little exciting. But, you know, what does it really mean? They didn't really, they, I don't think they drafted anybody. I don't think they had a single draft pick, right? Uh, yeah, they had no draft picks. Uh, they didn't really do much. Um, oh, cool, Montrez Harrell's back. Oh, cool, Montrez Harrell's injured. Oh, cool, Montrez Harrell's gone. Um, Nick Nurse was one thing that got me kind of excited. But literally the day of the first game of the season, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give them a try. I was driving home. I remember driving. It was on County Line Road, approaching Bustleton. And I was thinking to myself, right. I'm like, I'm going to try. I'm going to watch. It's basketball. Embiid and Max are the focal point. They brought in some good players. When they move Harden, they'll get somebody back. And that first game, I was like, you know what? I'm in. And then the, the first win, I'm in. And then they beat the Suns. I'm, I'm in. All right, cool. I'm, I'm all the way in now. I'm ready to be hurt again. That's the and I know this life. team's going to hurt me. I know something's going to Tobias Harris looks great. He looks as probably as good as he has as a sixer outside of the first maybe week or two that he was here initially. Um, he's making quick decisions. He's shooting off the catch. He's dribbling into sh- like makeable shots in the mid range. He's not being forced to stand in the corner and play the Chris Bosch role with Harden at the, at the helm. And I think that's benefiting him. He does look a little lost at times when Ubre is on the floor and Maxi and Embiid because the ball is not being kept in motion as much as a little bit of like a stoppage when when Oubre has it he's almost got a little bit of Michael Porter Jr. to his game yeah. where as soon as the ball gets to him like that's the end of the possession um Embiid obviously occupies so much space and all the gravity they're cutting well I'm just I'm very entertained when I watch this team same I think they're they're like a good league pass team yeah like honestly. the teams from like like fans of other markets and other teams they're like oh yeah, the Sixers are on you know we'll, we'll give it a shot and they're very entertaining that says a lot about um, James Harden. Yeah, I, I'm sure Harris is the biggest beneficiary. Well, Maxi, Maxi and Harris are the two biggest beneficiaries of Harden not being here. And Bede, I think a little bit you're going to see a drop in his game, but his assist numbers are like doubling. I think he's averaging 5.7 assists per game. He's averaging almost 12 rebounds, and he's averaging 30 points a game um, on, I believe, above 50% from the field. Maxi's shooting 66%, I think, in true shooting. And Tobias Harris has been great. So... And dude, I'm 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 watching until they hurt me again, and I really don't want Zach Levine. God, I hope that's not a thing. No, I don't want that to be the move. I think this is also good for our mental health and our security, especially for you. All the talk that Joel Embiid is unhappy. He wants to play for someone that wants to win. The Knicks were like a heavy player in getting Embiid. The way this team looks, Embiid's a sucker if he wants to leave. Bro, you got a point guard quicker, lighter on his feet, ready to pounce and attack. You guys are the deadly duo. Harris is doing well. You got a decent team that, like Kelly Oubre was saying good things about and be like, his focus is just to give it to the big guy and just let's rock. Let's rock. Let's play this offense. Nick Nurse has this team rolling. The only drawback, 
and you said it too. You don't. You're not a fan of having these guys play 35 minutes a game. Yeah. And the bench. Part of that is, is also just the bench. Putrid, yeah. Putrid the bench is pretty bad. That I think. I think the move is when Ubre is healthy, provided he gets back to 100. percent They need to find a backup point guard, and I think Ubre is the natural fit to be the sixth man, the man off the bench, because then you can run bench lineups with him, kind of running the offense through him, or he can run it be him with like one or two starters. But they need to find a backup ball handler, whether that's Caruso or whoever. I I I think Emmanuel quickly is somebody they should target. I don't know if they're gonna be able to get him through trade, but I, yeah. I would enjoy getting somebody even if you go and get like a Tyus Jones, like somebody that can just run the offense as a backup point guard. Because Pat Bev's not that guy and Melton's not that guy and Corkmas can't be that guy. I I would go for Caruso. Caruso, yeah, seems to be the main the, the guy that a lot of people think. I like Caruso. Um a lot. Let's move to the NFL. Do a little bit, some quick hits. Yeah. Joshua Dobbs, um, easiest player in the entire league to root for. Right. Uh, you have here that he's a natural winner. Went to Arizona, didn't even throw a single pass to his teammates during the week. Was working on his cadence, his snap count on the sideline with the center in the middle of the game. Came in, won the game, and then won the next week. So just tons of fun. Minnesota looks like they might make a playoff run at this point. Right. If they get it's... Justin Jefferson back and healthy, that team's dangerous. Right. Josh Dobbs playing with with his uh well, like sorry, but he's playing with his hair on fire. Uh, no pun intended, but Alopecia, um, he, he's playing great and I think he is an easy man to root for. He seems like such a nice kid. I hope he has all the success. I hope he's if it's not the Eagles, he's the one that wins the Super Bowl. I mean the colorway fits. Yes. Um Yeah, the yeah, way this that's uh, true. <laughs> the way this Vikings team and we'll get to the next guy too, that colorway is yeah. also in there. Yes. The way this team started, the Vikings, turnover poppy left and right with fumbles galore from running backs to wideouts yep. not catching to cousins fumbling and itself. Cousins was having a decent year statistically, but I think something was off. And boy, is it stabilized. Yeah, it was all that contract talk. He did the Netflix special with the quarterbacks. That's right. Kind of a contract year-ish. It was like do yeah. or die this year for Cousins, and then it compounded with his uh, Achilles. Yeah, but, which uh, is unfortunate because he's another guy, one of the good guys. But yeah, you're right. Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. He's a, he's. How do you not root for this guy? How can you love the dude? Yeah. Um, and his TikTok with the the Arizona Cardinals team name that was funny. I wonder if Minnesota saw that. I was like, well, we I think they, I think they confirmed that they had his his apparel like a few days in. <laughs> uh, talk it. to me about the best quarterback in the NFL. You talked to me about this because you said you've been saying there for weeks on end. You were See? so sold. It was the time where Daniel Jones was your quarterback in fantasy. Let's yes. not forget that you dropped him. And I try to be a slime ball and try to give you one of my. I try to give you Jordan Love, and <laughs> Jordan you had Love. already you are, had already picked up CJ Stroud. And I'm like, oh. I turned into that meme, the meme of the guy looking back. Um, with the girl. Holding, I was I was holding hands with Jordan Love, looking back at CJ Stroud, and CJ Stroud is my favorite player in the NFL. This guy, all he has done, I mean, not all he has lost, but all he's done is play winning football in the NFL so far. He's thrown for 400 yards. He broke Andrew Luck's passing record in a single game. He might, he could win MVP as a rookie, and I, I know I'm being hyperbolic, but if he leads his team to the playoffs, and he leads the league in passing, which I think he's third in yards right now, and he's only got like one interception, two, no, he could very three. well win MVP. Two or three, by three? now. Okay, well, I, I thought he had one. He threw. He one very well could. He very well could win MVP. Oh, yeah, he threw that really bad one against the Bengals. That's right. Um, but we're gonna pretend it didn't happen. He had. If you take that one <laughs> away, he only has uh, one or two. I'm real bad at that. I kind of just like poo poo your your rant there. Uh, CJ Stroud has at least two uh, interceptions, minimum. Probably. 
Um, Stroud has two interceptions, 15 and two. He's second in yards behind Sam Howell, only two interceptions, but he's playing great. And the Texans, D'Amico Ryans is in that like Dan Campbell, um, Antonio Pierce, like kind of like he, the players love him. They want to play for him and they want to win and they have no reason to not win because they don't have their own first round draft pick this year. So they may as well go and win. He changed the culture there. He, he definitely, yes, a hundred percent. And the Eagles. Speaking of culture. Yeah, coming yeah, off a bye week right now, they're 8-1, and one, as yeah. well as the Sixers. So good things are happening in Philadelphia, for sure. Yes. Um, they're wrapping up as their bye week. To, I was told bad things happen in Philadelphia. <sighs> yeah. I mean, well. Bad things. Ask uh, Kelly Oubre. Um, <laughs> their first game. <laughs> their, they, <laughs> did, didn't didn't somebody have their cars? Didn't Bryce Harper has like, his car broken into during the summer, too? He did. Yeah. Or his car stolen. <laughs> Was from the stolen? player a lot of oh, that was the stolen assistant bank park Philadelphia um, get it together uh, yeah um, the Eagles have a murderer's row of teams now yes. following the bye week and they kick it it's... off with a Monday nighter in Kansas City in Arrowhead Kansas it's... City then it's Sunday night against Buffalo with, uh, Trevor Lawrence most likely in attendance yes. which would be yeah. weird for her because she is a fan it's of just, the Eagles it's supposed but... to be in Spain too but oh, yeah, you, got, can, you have, so you have Kansas City Buffalo then you got uh, San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle, and then it it softens up a little bit between um, uh, the Giants. Two games against the Giants, sandwiched around an Arizona game. So Seattle's always the, a tough one. Always. Yes, and, and flying out there after coming in from um, what's it called? Coming in from Dallas and then going right out there. Um, five games. What's your record in those five games? Three and two. I'm gonna go probably the same. Three and two. I think the losses. I think Seattle's a schedule loss, and I think something stupid is going to happen. They're going to lose to Buffalo. I would say Kansas City's a loss, and Seattle as well. I think we. I think we can they handle... beat Kansas City. Really? I think they beat Kansas City and then have a letdown spot against Buffalo. Uh no, I want them to beat the brakes off of Buffalo. I Give do me. too. But you just know that's the game. You just know Josh Allen's going to come in and throw for 350, no interceptions, no mistakes. He's going to complete 38 out of 45 passes. I thought Tua was going to light it up here, and Tua looked humbled. Yes. Humbled. So Diggs is your best receiver. Shut him down. Have Kincaid beat me, then talk to me. Yeah, we'll see. Stop this nonsense. Um, Um. so far, real quick, what are you surprised so far in the first nine games? Um, surprised they haven't put put it all together yet. Right, hasn't been a, hasn't been a single game. That Miami was the closest one, but they haven't had a full game yet. Where the, and and Dallas was close too, where they hadn't had a full game where they put it all together. And I think that that could still be a ways away. That you may not see that until that final three game stretch. Right, right, right. Time for the playoffs, and yeah, which would be which would be fine. Yeah, honestly, I, I also think there's a chance they have a huge, um, just like. Like an FU game against San Francisco. Oh, that's going to be our Super Bowl, if anything. That's um, the game of the year, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. That, if that's not Tony Romo, get out of my face with that nonsense. Yeah. Um, what do you wish to see now in the second half? If you can pin maybe two or three things, if anything. I want to see them find the running game again. Um, I know that they're still a good running team. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. I got to see the corners improve or at least try something different with them. And then again, I have to see them put it together for a full sixty. I want to see one dominant game. I, I don't need every game to be, you know, a blowout like last year, yeah, or like twenty seventeen. But I need to see that they are capable because right now I, they are a Super Bowl contender. But I'm not buying them as a Super Bowl contender, unfortunately. In fairness, there's like no team in the NFL I truly think is I, I buy as a Super Bowl contender. 
between you know Baltimore, Philly, Kansas City, Buffalo, whoever sure. you want to put in there, uh, Dallas, San Francisco. I don't really, no team is really separated from the pack. I would like to see them separate from the pack. Baltimore's kryptonite is their own division. They yeah. lost the Steelers, which, lost which the makes Steelers. total sense. Right. Um, the Browns. For me, I, w- I want to see a little bit more action from Devontae Smith now in the second half. Yep. And I'm very curious what they're going to do with the tight end position. Gardner mm. busted for right. They didn't look like they didn't pick up anybody. What, no. Jack Stoll is your, your primary They, they guy do now? have Al- Albert O is decent with uh, Denver. We haven't really seen him this year. Calcaterra stole. I don't really believe in it. I think Julio Jones will take on a larger role in the absence of the tight end, specifically in the red zone, him and Brown, yeah. uh, because those are your two big bodies. And Goddard, even though they didn't use him in the red zone, he was still a threat. Um, I think Julio Jones will assume a larger red zone role. I think they're going to pound the rock a little bit more in the red zone now, too, because they know they can't throw it to the tight end. Right. But you're also you're going to be missing a lot of really good. Um, this is something that a lot of people don't think about with tight ends because That's so many of them are flashy. Um, he's a great run blocker, Dallas Goddard, oh, wow. and and I think that's kind of lost in his game and lost in the tight end position altogether. Sad. And one last thing, I think I would love to see them do the tush push from their own one all the way to the end zone. It would be fun. Just run a, a 99 play drive. Right. Um, all right, uh, Bill Belichick real quick. Do you think he is? Uh, his time is running out in New England? I think you should get your flowers. I think you call this maybe, what, last year? I called it too, too long ago for me to be able to get credit for it. Uh, no, it, it's fair. You have it on I record. think he, he had to see Mac Jones play first before he... <laughs> You can sit and trade to do another I think team. he's done, honestly, by the bye week. This is going to be a nastiest divorce of all time. I think they wait till the end of the year if he is gone because then more teams may be interested. I think he ends up in Washington. Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Josh Harris wants him. Um, apparently, I don't know if this is a... Um, enemy and him? enemy. I feel bad for enemy. enemy going from Reed to Belichick would be brilliant. But he's thinking, like, oh, I can get us. Uh, he's kind of the co-head, the head coach, the assistant head coach. Yeah, pretty Bill much. Belichick's like... Mean, no, you're all. I mean, I'm the, the guy. Obviously, ESPN would be not thrilled with that because NBA enemy again would be getting kind of undercut. But if you're going to replace him with arguably the best coach of this generation, then I think it's you have to. Yeah. Um, is Mac, Mac Jones? Jones yes. Uh, Bailey Zappi is terrible too, though. <laughs> Bailey Zappi went with a fake spike and threw a pass into quadruple coverage to end the game the other day. <laughs> It was that. the dumbest thing. It was the worst play I've ever seen. And you see Bell's <laughs> that, reaction? That was worse than the fake, than that punt thing that the Colts did like 10 years ago where they didn't have an offensive line. It was just McAfee and one guy on fourth down. You remember that punt? Oh, it was, yeah. Um, they split out eight of the, uh, nine of the guys split out wide, and it was just McAfee and, and, um, and the uh, with a whale in or whatever. And McAfee got sacked. That throw by Zappy Sunday, I think. Uh, I saw a tweet that said, anytime P.J. Tucker makes a three-pointer and Angel gets its wings, that throw by Zappi took all the wings off of every Angel in the world. Um, uh, oh, dude, this one. Did you did you see Bill Belichick do kind of the walk of shame? I don't know where this footage came from. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. He is going through a divorce, so it, it, oh, it yeah. makes sense that he is in the middle of that crap Austin neighborhood. <laughs> what are we doing, Bill? Shirtless. You're better than this. Where, where's your dog? Shirtless, like no one sees me at the at six a.m. seven o'clock. <laughs> Gave her the best three and a half minutes of her life. Doesn't know how to make coffee. Probably doesn't know how to cook. I'm, I don't think Bill's eating anything but beans or tuna in sixteen years. I don't know if um, he was, if he had a hoodie would have been making, but I think the shirtless just tops it. Imagine if he had the hoodie on <laughs> with the sleeves sleeveless hoodie. Sleeveless hoodie, yeah. <laughs> with the hood up, just looking Incredible. around, like fuck. wearing a headset. All um, right. 
right, so then we, this is our final it. segment. We tease it early yes. in the show. This is how Top we're going to end the show. Top 10 current quarterbacks right now in what, week 11 of the NFL? Week 11. Let's go. Let's All start right. at 10. I did this off the with a little bit of thought. Jared Goff, number 10. I have and Josh I Allen, number 10. I think that's low. Well, Josh, I, I agree. I, Josh I'm Allen's Allen number 10. 9 for me. Okay. I have uh, Dak Prescott, 9. I have Dak Prescott at 8. I think Prescott's been good this year. I have Justin Herbert, 8. He's not even on my list. Ooh. I, I still I think there's something there. I think he still looks good. If anything, he's 11, I, 12. But that team I know looks he's abysmal. Like, uh, get uh, Stanley the fuck out of there. I thought Kellen Moore would be the guy that fix him and no. or fix that. And it's, uh, we're coming close to that not being the case. I, if anything, that kind of boosts Dak Prescott's stock up a little bit better. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, number seven, I have Joe Burrow. I have Joe Goff. Uh, Joe Goff. Jared Goff there. <laughs> <laughs> I have Jerkoff there. Um, I have Jared Goff seven. I like that. Uh, number six, I have Pat Mahomes. That's okay, I have Joe Burrow six. Ooh. Joe, Joe Burrow losing to C.J. Stroud was amazing for my brand. That that was my personal Super Bowl. <laughs> you could say that, yo. You you were rooting for uh, Joe Burrow to beat the Bills, <laughs> and then you like <laughs> CG Stroud beating him was like, ah, oh, you're sitting he back out, with a cigar. He outperformed his usefulness. <laughs> right. He's 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 overstayed his welcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Top five. Top five. I have Lamar Jackson. I have Tua Tagovailoa five. And this is on the fly. I just switched my four and my five because I gave it more thought. I have two at four. I have CJ Stroud at four. Uh, at four, yeah. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud at four? Wow. CJ Stroud is my fourth. I know I'm probably missing somebody. Number three, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> I, I, have, I have him on the fringe. I have uh, Lamar number three. Number two, CJ Stroud. That's, wow. Dude, he. I'm sold. So I I think I know who your number one is. I have Mahomes one and Hurts two. I have Hurts one. I, I figured Hurts was your number one. I Mahomes a little low on there for me. I think he's still the most talented quarterback. Sure. Um, uh, just missing for me, Bailey Zappi, uh, <laughs> Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter, <laughs> Will Levis, and Zach Wilson. Um, by just missed, I mean just like off the list completely. Like just missed the top thirty-two. Um, How about Pickett? No, he's but there? Yeah. but I. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Mahomes for me, I think, is still number one. I understand Hurts being one for you. I think I think the gap between Hurts and Lamar is slimmer than the gap between Mahomes and anybody else, respectfully. That's valid. And I think C.J. Stroud is the best rookie quarterback I've seen since Andrew Luck. If we take this right now, right, this conversation, and we have to mm-hmm. go we're probably against the clock here. If we take this conversation a week later, are you flipping the first two? Um, a week from Very now. well could be. Very well could be. But I still think that the talent of Mahomes is so different from any quarterback I've ever seen. I I know recency bias is a thing. Oh yeah. And as a quarterback, he has he's pl- he's played pretty poorly. And I, this whole list is recency bias, obviously. But um, right. he's played pretty poorly. You can make the argument right now that if like one game for your life, Jared Goff is as formidable as Patrick Mahomes in a vacuum, the way that they both played. Or even C.J. Stroud, he's playing like out of his mind. He only played like one high-stress game in college, and it was the game they lost because they missed that field goal against um, it was against Georgia, right Georgia? as clock struck midnight on uh, New Year's Eve. There's a chance that C.J. Stroud, um, not to become like 
butterfly effect guy, but CJ Stroud, if his kicker doesn't miss that kick at the end of regulation in the, in the college football playoff, he beats Georgia. And then he goes ahead and wallops TCU and maybe Carolina takes him first overall and they're rolling right now as opposed to taking Bryce Young. So we will see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but uh, I think that's it for the podcast. We, I know we're running up against the clock. You have to go somewhere and I have to get some sleep eventually. <sighs> the morning shift. What a life. But uh, the Sixers boy. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's already ready to go. Um, we'll catch you next week. Well, are we doing a second one this week? Um, this week, uh, I can carve out time Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. All right. What day? Yeah, today's Tuesday. I can All do right. it. I'll do some OT tomorrow then, and then Thursday. Yeah, I'll be good Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow's um, my long day anyway. Six oh, we'll down do the. 10. We'll do. We gotta Thursday. do our picks. Our picks, yes. And, and then we gotta do. Maybe we'll do a quick power ranking Thursday as well. And we'll obviously we'll talk about if anything happens in baseball, which it's unlikely anything will. Yeah. I don't think the first domino drops until after Thanksgiving in baseball. Baseball free agency takes too freaking long. And we're gonna do we're gonna look at the Harden watch. When are they gonna get yeah. their first win? I don't think they played today either. So. Oh, I I do I I lied. Um, I think Yamamoto signed somewhere. For, he's the first domino. When you're posted, you have a specific time frame for when you're allowed to sign. So he has to get signed pretty quickly. Okay. So he he kind of just based on time constraints has to sign somewhere. If anything, maybe the Cubs get him. Say, ah, fuck it. I would love that. I would. I. I think I'm excited to see where he goes most. Obviously, Otani's um, fun. The contract would be, be more fun. But, but he's 25 years old. and He's already an ace. He is very similar to Tanaka when he came over, but younger. Like Tanaka signed with the Yankees and immediately became like their best pitcher. Yamamoto mm-hmm. could sign with like the Red Sox or the Cubs or the Phillies or. Uh, pretty much any team but the Yankees and be like their number one pitcher. Solid. So I'm excited to see him. Ooh. Maybe he goes to the Angels. Who knows? We got a uh, second game on TNT. Nuggets hosting the Clippers. Is this the game oh, the Clippers tonight. get off the schneid? Um, who's home? Nuggets. Nuggets? Uh, high. Are there it, any clubs it's either going to be It's either going to be a slow... A slim Clippers win, or they get blown the heck out. I mean, the Nuggets lost to who was it? Nuggets just lost to somebody the other the night. The Rockets. Oh, dude, yeah, watching that game they hurt me. Beat the Lakers though. I mean, who doesn't beat the Lakers at this point? That's fair. Except yeah. the Clippers, I guess. True. All right, guys. We'll see you Thursday. Thank you for listening. We'll be back <laughs> on episode one thirty of the PA Turn Pod. We'll see you Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>